are freaking crazy. And we got the proof. <laughs> Why are we still killing people? <laughs> and taking care of our vets. All that and more coming up tonight. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. <sighs> you know, I don't even know what day it is. I know it's the first of November. Happy November. Don't forget we set the clocks back this Sunday. Our show, however, will still be at 10, p uh, 10 a.m. here on Rumble. So we're not changing that. And uh, yeah, it is Wednesday hump day. We're halfway through the week. We got all kinds of stuff coming up. Man, I'm telling you, this show is packed tonight. And uh, like I said, I got the receipts on exactly how crazy people are. Trust me, they're whacked. We should not be putting up with these idiots. All right. Our sponsor, one of our sponsors tonight is the great folks at Blackout Coffee. Folks, get rid of that garbage liberal crap coffee you've been drinking and switch to Blackout Coffee. It's easy to do. It's inexpensive. And it is probably, no doubt, actually, the best coffee you will ever have. Uh, Blackout Coffee not only makes an amazing cup of coffee, they also are an American company that believe in our conservative values, personal responsibility, hard work, family, respect, American values. This company's all about it. We need to support it. Just like their website right here. Be awake. Be awake, not woke. There you go. This company has an amazing call, uh, a thing called small batch roasting. That's how it gets to you so fresh, and it's so incredibly tasty, never bitter, always full flavored. All kinds of great blends, different uh, roasts. They work with local co-ops, American farmers, again, all-American company, which is one of the big reasons they, we're so proud to have them as a sponsor here on the show. And I hope that you will go over, check out the link, which is in our show notes, and buy yourself a bag of beans. you got a bunch of varieties there. They've also got some flavored hot cocos and teas if you're not into coffee. But if you, like me, are a coffee drinker, you will never find another brand, another blend, another roast like blackout coffee what happens with their small batch process this is what makes the big difference listen up you place your order within 24 to 48 hours they roast your beans and ship them out to you and then a few days to get to your door that's it fresh roasted coffee that stuff you buy on the shelf you don't know how long it's been there you don't know when it's roasted and if you want to find out about the difference you go to blackout coffee Mm. that's the difference oh man check out the link in our show notes and when you get there make sure you use our promo code that'll get you 20% off your first order J20 J-A-Y 20 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee an American company that is awake not woke and you uh, should do all you can to help support them not only because they sponsor this show and make it possible but also because we want to help support this company that does all they can to support American values, including, by the way, supporting our troops, first responders. There's even a place, if you dig around in their website, where you can donate a cup of coffee to the troops, bags of coffee that they send over to our active duty troops, which is amazing. All right. 
Crazy? Yes. Insane? Yes. Ah, man. <laughs> we see it all the time. If you are on X, you see it. If you are on social media at all, you see it. And these are the kind of people It is beyond me how these people continue to get publicity. Actually, maybe we shouldn't even have done this segment because these are just ordinary people. Well, they're not ordinary people. They're idiots. But these are the kind of people that have influenced, gaslit our society. And it just gets worse every well, I'm here now, and Listen I'm honestly, I'm not understanding why everybody making a big deal. Y'all told us if we don't want the kids, bring them to the fire station. I don't want the kid. Yes, it's been three days, but the baby don't look like my boyfriend. That's not his child. You think I'm going to get broken up with to let him know that this child is not his? No, ma'am. I love the baby. I do, but I, why y'all, everybody, like, what's, I, I don't get what's going on. The baby, is it looks child. It look Asian. The daddy is Chinese. My boyfriend is black. You get what I'm saying? No, I wasn't finna leave my man for that. So the baby had to come here. Are no, we good? Listen, listen to this. Yes, ma'am. Let's start the interview. Should I cry? Like, should I act sad or something? To act like I care, like to give an emphasis, to, to make it look like I'm sad or something. Should I act like I care when it start? Come on. I really love my baby. What you mean is life? Yeah. There are no words. Not only the content of what she said, but then she thought she was in a pre-interview. Then she puts on the tears, the crocodile tears, and then suddenly she realizes we've been live the whole time. Oops. <laughs> I, you know, there's just no commentary to make. It speaks for itself, as does this. A bit ago, described to me as dog-coded, which became like my favorite thing ever, and now I can't stop using it. Specifically, I love pointing out when my friends do something dog-coded. You scare a bird away, dog-coded. You dig a big hole while we're at the beach, dog-coded. I- not the sun in my- Face. Hold on. Or like, I collect bones, which is an extra. Can you notice she's eating out of a dog bowl? What looks like probably is dog food. Extremely dog-coated hobby. I was telling one of my friends that I literally have a squirrel buried somewhere that I need to unbury for the bones, and they were like, "You're you're literally a dog." Dog-coated is for the things a little less obvious than me wearing a collar and ears. Like if. Okay, I think we've seen enough. By the way, did I say she? I meant he. And we're not stopping there. So the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, is the manifestation of exactly what MAGA Republicans want. A country where an average white Christian man without experience gets to be in charge just because that's how it's supposed to be. Johnson's unanimous election to Republican leadership after three weeks of complete ineptitude was not based on his skill or his talent or his worth. He didn't earn that spot. He doesn't belong there. In fact, Mike Johnson... 
unopposed in a majority of his elections and in gerrymandered districts in the rest. But from his new high position of power, a position given to him by people in the government who don't believe in government, he will now try to pass laws that make us behave how he thinks we should behave, to do what he thinks is appropriate, and to function under the yoke of what he believes to be true. This man might look all oakley-doakley pulled together normal, but he is someone who has co-sponsored at least three bills for a national abortion ban, who fundamentally does not believe women have the right to their own bodies. A man who argued in a congressional hearing for forced birth and said out loud that if women would just give us more able-bodied workers, Republicans wouldn't be forced to cut Social Security and Medicare. This is... Okay, enough. She's nuts. And frankly, half of what she said is totally inaccurate. You want more? Oh, I got more. It's full of them tonight. Hi, wow, you have the exact amount of hair that you have in your profile photo. You have no idea how refreshing that is. <laughs> By the way, if there's any doubt when you're done watching this, why this woman is still single, this will kind of clear that up for you. I'm um, sorry, yeah, before we order drinks, can I just lay a few things out into the table so we're both not wasting our precious times when we could be answering unread emails? <laughs> So um, I'm looking for a husband and someone to have kids with. Ooh, yikes, I know. <laughs> um, I'm not saying right now, you don't have to impregnate me on top of these menus. That's just what I'm looking for right now. So if commitment is like the boogeyman to you, I totally get it, but you know, boo. Also, I have never come to completion solely by having an eggplant inside of my flower garden. It's important that you know that. In my multiple years of being sexually active, it's never happened not once. So I appreciate you not making your entire personality about being the person who changes that. <laughs> it's gonna affect your manhood. I'm probably just not the girl for you. And I'm definitely not gonna spend the next 10 years pretending like I am, if you know what I mean. Um, I'm a feminist, shocker. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily saying you have to be. Labels can be weird. I just would prefer you not think that any man who willingly went to go see Barbie was gay by default. Also, that being said, my best friend's on standby and she will come save me immediately should you say anything even remotely resembling an Andrew Tate quote. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You're out on a date with this freak and she starts ranting like that. Somebody said, what would your, what would your first words be? And, and mine would be, uh, check, please. Unbelievable. I had absolutely no problem finding these videos to make the point that most people these days are freaking crazy. We've seen Let's this. These are innocent civilians in Israel. Fuck you, bitch. These are our family members. We have family there. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. And Israel. Don't rip down these posters. Fuck you in that propaganda. Again, requires no commentary. These are the people we're dealing with every day. Thank you, leftist, commie, liberal scumbags who promote this kind of stupidity. Do you think a 12-year-old should be able to get a tattoo? No. No. It's a pretty permanent decision. They can't make the decision for themselves yet. Something permanent. Do you think a 12-year-old should be able to consent to puberty blockers? Yes. Yes, and I understand how that sounds really hypocritical. Yes, it's a permanent change on their body, but I think that at that point in their life, they probably know who they are, who they want to be. And you think so at 12 years old? Uh, yes. So... You shouldn't get a tattoo. You can't have a beer. You can't smoke. You can't vote. You can't have a driving license. 
But by God, you can have some puberty blockers. Here you go. Have some more. Have some more. Unbelievable. Take, I got another, I got one more. Let me check this out. This is from Gretchen Carlson. Yeah, I know. But take a listen at what she has to say, which, by the way, is 110% pure bullshit. My tweet regarding Ben Shapiro and his love of AR-15s. Big round of applause for the clever detectives who pointed out that technically, a few ranchers and animal control people did own these guns before 2004. And since we're all big fans of math, here are more numbers that seem relevant. In 1992, AR-15s composed roughly 21 in every 100 firearms made in the U.S. By 2020, almost one in five guns made here were AR-15s. There are now more than 20 million AR-15s in people's closets and cabinets. Oh, and there's this. In 2023, there's been 560 mass shootings in our country, and we still have two months to go. This is not normal. A world where everyone has AR-15s is just a hell of a lot more dangerous than one where we don't. Yeah, okay. Uh, you might want to reconsider and maybe do a little research before you open your lying crap mouth. First of all, here's the facts. In 1992, 21 in 100 guns made in the U.S. were AR-15s. By 2020, one in five guns made in the U.S. were AR-15s. That's the same statistic, goofball. Paraphrasing, the stat is, as she cited it, makes no sense whatsoever. And by the way, AR-15s have been around a long, long time, decades. In fact, they were actually in the Sears catalog way back when. Idiots. Absolute idiots. Hey! Ground Zero Hell 9000. My goodness, you've been busy. Look at this. Wow. The facts suck big ass. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he's reacting to that idiot woman on a first date. Said first date should start out with a golden corral, all-you-can-eat buffet rest. And watch now they act out. <laughs> watch how they act out. Indeed. I once took this overrated beauty queen out for dinner at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Uh, it was a short date, and I was glad as hell. Good on you. <laughs> Too much coffee. Yeah, maybe, Hal. All right. Hey, if you want to join the live chat, please feel free. Hal's a big active user for us over there. All you got to do is sign up, have a, have a Rumble account. It's free. You just put in your email. It'll spam your inbox. You just get yourself a Rumble account. You can take part in our live chat. You make comments. You can follow the show. That's that green button over there that says follow. Please do. And we'd love to hear from you. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Unbelievable. All right. I got more. I got more. I'm not kidding you. Uh, it, we've only just begun. 
We've been trying to warn you. The trans age is here. They're going to do everything they can to force you and I to accept it, and that's never going to happen. Disgusting. Basically a gateway to normalizing pedophilia. Not kidding. Take a listen. Here we have it, guys. We tried warning you. This is the trans age flag for people who identify as an age other than their actual age. So this means that a 50-year-old man can identify as a five or six-year-old little girl. This is extremely dangerous to our children because if a 50-year-old man identifies as a five or six-year-old girl, guess what he's gonna wanna do? Go play with a five or six-year-old little girl. Play dress up, play house, who knows. And we aren't going to be able to tell him that he's a grown man and shouldn't be playing with children. No, it's gonna be an identity that we're gonna have to respect, go along with, and eventually we're gonna be seeing this flag added to our pride flag. No, we're not. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen, so enjoy your time. <sighs> Unbelievable. I just, like I said, this took me all of 10 minutes to put this together because there are so many freaks out there. And the ones coming after our kids, not going to happen because we're going to come after you in a nonviolent way. Got to say that because it's true. But we're not putting up with your shit. We are not putting up with that crap anymore. It starts with you, mom and dad. If you are one of these liberal left morons, please, please be gentle with your children. Teach them right from wrong. Last video in this section, and this more than anything probably, I mean, they're all goofballs. But it starts with the parents. Last night was Halloween, of course. And um, for many people, they still go out trick-or-treating, house to house. In my neighborhood, when I was a kid, it was huge. We had a great fun. We used to get big halls. We used pillowcases to hold our candy. We'd fill them up. So much stuff. Mom or dad would drive us around house to house. I lived in a very small town, Cornwall, Connecticut, which is where I grew up. So everybody knew everybody. Nowadays, though, it's become sort of common practice that instead of having to get up every time the doorbell rings, which was fun, you got to interact with the kids and see their costumes and hand out the candy. Nowadays, something that people have been doing is they just put a giant bowl outside their house filled with candy and they trust that people will do the right thing and come up and take one piece each and off they go it's not the world we live in today not the world we live in today take a look not only at what's happening in this video 
But notice, please, with the kids, these are moms and dads. Emptying the bowl. Look at that. The bowl's empty. Took everything. Mom and dad. Or looks like in that case, just moms. With your kids standing right there. Have you no morals at all? This is the kind of example you want to set for your kids? If that's the case, you shouldn't have kids. Somebody should come and take your kids from you. This is what these kids grow up learning. And this is why this kind of crap has got to stop. This is insane. It's, yeah, exactly. Hal 9000 in the chat says sad. You know what? That's exactly the word for it. If there is a word for it, that's it. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. Mike Flynn, once again, General Flynn, calling it like he sees it and being spot on a sobering message for all Americans. Whether you like Trump or not, and you're free not to like Trump, I am, and make no bones about it, I say it out loud, I'm a big Trump supporter, always will be. But like him or not, for him to be speaking is a, like this. I'll show you in a minute. It's a sign of the times we currently face. We are under siege, America. Our federal system of government, as well as a bunch of institutions that benefit from the USG. Criminalization of government service that's occurred over time. We see it in the Biden family. We see it in a lot of others, all parties, Republican and Democrat. We see it in the case of many elected and, more importantly, unelected public servants, local, national, subverting one's privileged position by allowing yourself to be compromised by committing a corrupt or criminal act is wrong. And those who do it need to be held accountable. Ideological underpinnings of socialism, communism that have seeped their dirty fingers into all aspects of our society, some of which the videos we just played for you. It is more damaging, more dangerous, longer-term problems that we face. It is real. It is happening right now. You can see how visibly concerned Trump is about this, and he is sincere about that. He should be. As should you and me and every single American who still cherishes freedom. The rise, Mike writes, General Flynn, the rise of many of these issues 
above and others is past the point of concern. This rapid rise is destructive to our democracy and the constitutional republic form of government we've embraced now for nearly 250 years. Everything we have sacrificed for is under assault. Everything. Hang on here, just queuing this up. Here we go. Take a listen. A fake trial is currently taking place to try and illegally remove my name from the ballot. I often say that 2024 will be the most important election in the history of our country. The reason for that and that statement is that our country is being destroyed by people who have no idea what they're doing, or even worse, they may very well have an idea. They may hate our country, and they may want to see it destroyed. But it may also be the last election we ever have. If this election doesn't work, if this election is rigged and stolen, if bad things happen, our country will not survive. If Crooked Joe and the Democrats get away with removing my name from the ballot, then there will never be a free election in America again. We will have become a dictatorship where your president is chosen for you. You will no longer have a vote or certainly won't have a meaningful vote. And you could say, frankly, that that has already begun. This truly is our final chance to save America. And with the 2024 election now less than one year away, this is your chance to take a stand against tyrants that support the one and only movement that can save our country and make America great again. We must win in 2024. If we don't win, we will not have a country. If we do win, we will make America greater than it's ever been before. Thank you. There you go, folks. Truer words. Truer words. He's concerned, and you, you better be concerned. It's going down the toilet, but fast. We have, what, a year exactly, 12 months? before we get the chance to fix it. I don't know what they're going to do, these Democrats, to try and rig this election like they rigged the last one. It certainly can't be the same playbook. Although, with these guys, wouldn't surprise me. But you know it's going to be something. Hey, reacting to the, uh, the Halloween candy story, Hal says, and man, it's true. Thank God my mom gave me a good beating for stealing candy, and she made me take it back. A long, slow walk of shame. Yeah. Well, my dad did most of the discipline in our house, but I promise you my dad would have done exactly the same. We don't live in that world anymore, I'm afraid, Hal 9000, but uh, we ought to. We really ought to. Hey, uh, switching gears here a minute. John Kirby, one of the top Biden spokespeople, mouthpieces, and it's not Biden, you know, it's the puppet masters, but anyway, he claims no indication that Hamas has gotten their hands on any of the humanitarian aid that's gone into Gaza. 
What a maroon! We, I want us to be very clear on this. We have seen no indication, none, that Hamas has gotten their hands on any of the humanitarian assistance that has gone in. None of it. Yeah. Maybe because you haven't looked even a little bit. Maybe because common sense would tell you since Hamas runs all of the operations in the area, that, you know, it, the absurdity of this just, it, please, is anyone buying this crap? Yeah, actually, people are buying this crap. You want to know why? Because people bought the crap of Dr. Anthony Fauci, murderer, mass murderer extraordinaire, and they're still buying it to this day. No matter what facts and figures you put in front of them, they still think, oh, God Fauci. Well, it's just getting worse. And every time I see one of these stories, I am going to point it out, bring it to you, and tell you all about it. Take a look from the Daily Mail. Links in our show notes. Fauci Run Lab in Montana experimented with the coronavirus strain shipped in from Wuhan a year before the COVID pandemic began. What? Yes. The NIH infected 12 bats. By the way, that, in case you don't know, that is the National Institute of Health. With a SARS-like coronavirus in 2018. The virus itself was shipped to this lab in Montana from Wuhan. And Fauci says he's having nightmares about the next inevitable pandemic. This is with your tax money, by the way. Your tax money. more than a year before the global outbreak, shipping this virus into a lab in Montana run by the National Institute of Health, paid for by you. And they infected 12 Egyptian fruit bats at the lab. The WIV-1 Shipped from Wuhan, the FBI believes caused the COVID pandemic and was tested on bats acquired from a roadside Maryland zoo. The research, revealed this week by a campaign group, determined the novel corona, uh, the novel virus, could not cause a robust infection. Research more evidence between the ties between the U.S. and the Wuhan lab, as well as the funding of this dangerous virus research around the globe. It's a map and a layout of where this... Are you... What? What? 
before the pandemic. This was going on, which is why in our show notes it's labeled Fauci the mass murderer. Is it bad enough yet, as Mr. Bongino likes to say? It's damn close. It is damn close. And <laughs> in a very connected story, <clears throat> not from here in the U.S., but from Brazil, the Brazilian Health Ministry is now forcing COVID-19 gene therapy. You'll notice I didn't say shots. They're putting it into their national immunization program, making jabs mandatory. This is the government of Brazil for youngsters from six months Oh my God, to five years, starting next year. Repercussions unimaginable. If you don't comply, you will face a hefty fine, loss of social aids like Bolsa Familia, <clears throat> or in some cases, they will take your children away. Welcome to the world of today. This iron grip tightens further a recent government notice now threatens legal action against anyone daring to even question the national immunization program. If you even question it, they will take legal action against you. Incredible. Ministry of Health in Brazil. We are still killing things, killing people, and in some cases, killing our babies. But for the left, you know, that's an everyday event. How, just honest question. How can you be so cold-hearted? What is it in you that doesn't exist in we folks on the right that care with all our hearts about children? What is it that makes you able to shut that off? It's, it's just not human. I will never, ever, ever understand how you can just hit that switch. Including taking care of our veterans, by the way. This is hard to watch. It's from Melissa Tate. It was posted on, uh, on X. We can take care of the illegals that are crossing the border every day in the tens of thousands. People who are coming into this country who 
legit want to hurt us. But we can't seem to take care of our veterans, the men and women who stood up, took the oath, defended this country. Like I said, this is hard to watch, but you need to watch it. And he didn't expect that. Seven times, seven times over the course of the last six years, dude, the VA has continued to let me down. I just want some continuity and care with mental health providers. These doctors keep quitting, they keep switching. And then the one doctor that I really liked, who talked me off of ledge the last time uh, <laughs> refused <laughs> I had a split because they fell out of network and then they came back into network so I went the last two years dealing with my own demons myself <laughs> and trying to hold it together <laughs> and then come to find out it's it's like May, May it's like late May and he denied he denied taking my case back April fucking 12th, and I'm just finding out, dude. And now I gotta go back to some new doctor, and then I gotta open Pandora's box again because they're gonna want to know everything, and then I'm gonna have to live through work and do that for a fucking month. I just wanna, I just want some continuity and care, dude. I'm fucking so tired of it. These are the kind of issues our vets deal with. Sadly, every day. There needs to be something done. That's, that's very, very hard to watch. It's because it's very real. What you got, Hal? I, seriously, I just, I got goosebumps. The government would not airdrop meals ready to eat if and when we needed it to survive as they laugh at you slaves from deep underground. One world terroristic government. Yeah. All right, back to the kids here. They tell you they're not transing kids. Here's a case of abuse that was caught on camera for millions to see. MTV. Is MTV even still a thing? Are they still on the air? They did a documentary series about transitioning minors. Jazz here. That's his, her name, is the victim. She couldn't have ever truly consented to anything, no matter what anyone says. Her life has been pretty much constructed entirely by her parents. She seems to not feel like herself. Of course she doesn't. I just want to feel like myself. Like, that's it. I don't care. I just want to feel like myself. That was Jazz Jennings. 
So often they say these things are not happening to minors, and in this case, it was broadcasted to millions of people to see on TLC. Even the botching of her surgery was taped, where the doctors admitted the surgery had never been done and was experimental. Jazz is definitely a victim in this situation. Will she ever see that? I don't know. It's a very sad situation. There are episodes of her reality series where Jazz speaks about being asexual. Of course, similar to the reasons why dogs get fixed, it lowers their sex drive. Connecting the dots here? Minors can definitely not consent to these kinds of things. My heart goes out to Jazz. You know what is also important about that video that was posted as a TikTok thing? You see the age of that guy? What is he? Probably early teens? Even they are waking up and realizing this is an ends to very bad thing. Nice to see a young person who gets it. Really good to see. The UK has gone full commie. Again, I know this is a show about America, but what happens there is going to happen here, I promise you. Something in the UK has gone completely whacked. They are arresting people for their opinions. Having a different opinion from what the government thinks is now apparently a crime. British police have come to a man's house to arrest him. And what did he do? He posted a video on Facebook of him criticizing migrants in the area for posting Palestinian flags. They were up everywhere around the neighborhood. The video is in our show notes, and also in the comments is his original posting. Now, before I play this for you, something I didn't know, I had to actually look this up. The UK has no real serious equivalent of our First Amendment, the right to free speech. It's called the Human Acts Right. And it's supposed to provide protection for freedom of speech, but in fact, nice language totally constrained by whatever the political views of the day are. It is not free speech. Criticism of Christianity, Judaism, oh, that's fine, no problem. Muslim faith or activities, not a smart idea. Criticism of heterosexual beliefs. Marriage being between a man and a woman is fine, but refusing to supply materials espousing of homosexual activities, even against the supplier's beliefs, a criminal offense. So, Brits do have complete freedom of speech as long as it follows the government's guidelines, which, as you well know, ain't freedom of speech. No! You do not attend any events involved with Palestine, okay? The reasons why we did this is on the 17th of the 10th, 
2023 in Bethel Green Road at 10 with 4. You, you were witnesses saying, obviously, people, why, why are they over here, etc. We let them into our country, etc. So, that deal. Yes, yeah, okay. So, that deal. So, that deal. Take him. Disgusting. He's a disgusting. Absolute ass. I'm a space for cancer patient and I need to be here. Make a scene of shoes. It's shoes. It's making a scene. You're arresting him because he said something in the street. I'm For posting a video on Facebook. And the video that he posted is there. Shooting all the different pal shooting, photographing, videotaping all the different Palestinian flags everywhere, which he disagrees with, which he has every right to his opinion. Not in the UK. That'll get you handcuffs, put in the back of the paddy wagon, and hauled off to jail. Me, as an absolute free speech advocate, disgusting. In the UK, you ought to be embarrassed. No wonder we, uh, no wonder we cut the ties. I, man, I'm telling you. I thought the show was going to be short today. It turns out it's going to probably go long, but that's all right. Thanks for hanging with me. I got one more, and like I always do when we, uh, just before we go on to our book, we like to do something that kind of either restores your faith in humanity or is just one of those wow videos. I got so many cool ones coming up in the next couple of days. Wait till you see them. But check this out. This is insane. This is somebody who is feeding, I don't know what it is, some sort of bird. It's dead. But throwing it to this, what looks like a lynx, the predator cat. They slow the video down, but what I want you to watch for, you know what, can we go full screen? Yeah, that's better. What I want you to watch for, when this cat initially jumps, then it does a, in the air, does a push with his legs, and actually without, he's in the air fully, seems to actually be able to propel himself even further. Take a look. Watch this. This is slow motion. It looks like a pheasant or a peacock or something that he's he's throwing up in the air for the cat. Now watch. Boom. And again, watch. Zoom. Got it. Wow. That is nuts. Watch it again. Let me go back. This is absolutely amazing watch the height and there one look at that it's like he's able to push himself against the air grabs it that is nuts man animals are amazing absolutely crazy insane i thought you'd enjoy that i know i did i played it a bunch of times had to watch that's insane Super cat. Yeah, you're right, Hal. <laughs> Super cat is correct. Okay, book time.
And uh, yeah, we uh, we read books here on the show. I want to encourage you to read books yourself. Get your kids to read, most importantly of all. Or read to them, same thing. Or if you want, you can queue up the... I wouldn't really recommend they watch the first part of the show. But we've done all kinds of classic children's literature in the past. Right now, we're doing Lord of the Flies, which is probably a teen, more a teen book than anything. It was actually banned at one time in some countries, believe it or not. First published back in 1954, written by William Golding. And we are uh, almost, we've got a few chapters to go before we hit the end. We're in the middle of chapter eight, uh, towards the end of chapter eight now. This is William Golding's Lord of the Flies. Long before Ralph and Piggy came up with Jack's lot, they could hear the party. There was a stretch of grass in a place where the palms left a wide band of turf between the forest and the shore. Just one step down from the edge of the turf was the white brown sand of above high water, warm, dry, trodden. Below that again was a rock, it stretched away toward the lagoon, and beyond was a short stretch of sand, and then the edge of the water. A fire burned on the rock, and fat dripped from the roasting pig meat into the invisible flames. All the boys of the island, except Piggy, Ralph, Simon, and the two tending the pig, were grouped on the turf, laughing, singing, lying, squatting, or standing on the grass, holding food in their hands. But to judge by the greasy faces, the meat-eating was almost done. Some held coconut shells in their hands and were drinking from them. Before the party had started, a great log had been dragged into the center of the lawn, and Jack, painted and garlanded, sat there like an idol. There were piles of meat on green leaves near him, fruit, coconut shells, full of drink. Piggy and Ralph came to the edge of the grassy platform, and the boys, as they noticed them, fell silent, one by one, until the only boy next to Jack was talking. And then the silence intruded even there, and Jack turned to where he sat. For a time he looked at them, cackle of the fire was the loudest noise over the droning of the reef. Ralph looked away, and Sam, thinking Ralph had turned to him accusingly, put down his gnawed bone with a nervous giggle. Ralph took an uncertain step, pointed to a palm tree, and whispered something inaudible to Piggy. They both giggled like Sam. Lifting his feet high out of the sand, Ralph started to stroll past. Piggy tried to whistle. At this moment, the boys who were cooking at the fire suddenly hauled off a great chunk of meat and ran with it towards the grass. They bumped Piggy, who was burnt, yelled, and danced. Immediately, Ralph and the crowd of boys were united and relieved by a storm of laughter. Piggy once more was the center of social derision, so everyone felt cheerful and normal. Jack stood up and waved his spear. Take them some meat. The boys with the spit gave Ralph and Piggy each a succulent chunk. 
They took the gift, dribbling. So they stood and ate beneath the sky of thunderous brass that rang with the storm coming. Jack waved his spear again. Has everyone eaten as much as they want? There was still food left, sizzling on the wooden spits, heaped on the green platters, betrayed by his stomach, Piggy threw a picked bone down on the beach and stooped for more. Jack spoke again impatiently. Has everybody eaten as much as they want? His tone conveyed a warning, given out of the pride of ownership, and the boys ate faster while there was still time. Seeing there was no immediate likelihood of a pause, Jack rose from the log that was his throne and sauntered to the edge of the grass. He looked down from behind his paint at Ralph and Piggy. They moved a little further over the sand and watched. Ralph watched the fire as they ate. He noticed, without understanding, how the flames were visible now against the dull light. Evening was come, and not with calm beauty, but with the threat of violence. Jack spoke. Give me a drink. Henry brought him a shell, and he drank, watching Piggy and Ralph over the jagged rim. Power lay in the brown swell of his forearms. Authority sat on his shoulder and chattered in his ear like an ape. All sit down. The boys ranged themselves in rows on the grass before him, but Ralph and Piggy stayed a foot lower, standing on the soft sand. Jack ignored them for a moment, turned his mask down to the seated boys, and pointed at them with the spear. Who's going to join my tribe? Ralph made a sudden movement that became a stumble. Some of the boys turned towards him. I gave you food, said Jack. My hunters will protect you from the beast. Who will join my tribe? I'm chief, said Ralph, because you chose me. And we're going to keep the fire going. Now you run after your food. You ran yourself, shouted Jack. Look at that bone in your hands. Ralph went crimson. I said you were hunters. That was your job. Jack ignored him again. Who'll join my tribe and have fun? I'm chief, Ralph said tremulously. And what about the fire? And I've got the conch. You haven't got it with you, said Jack, sneering. You left it behind. See, clever? The conch doesn't count at this end of the island. All at once, the thunder struck. Instead of the dull boom, there was a point of impact in the explosion. The conch counts here too, said Ralph and all over the island. What are you going to do about it then? Ralph examined the rank of boys. There was no help in them. He looked away, confused, sweating. Piggy whispered, The fire. Rescue. 
Who'll join my tribe? I will. Me. I will. I'll blow the conch, said Ralph breathlessly, and call an assembly. We shan't hear it. Ralph, Piggy touched Ralph's wrist. Come away, there's going to be trouble. And we've had our meat. There was a blink of bright light beyond the forest, and the thunder exploded again, so that a little one started to whine. Big drops of rain fell among them, making individual sounds when they struck. Gonna be a storm, said Ralph. You'll have rain like when we dropped here. Who's clever now? Where are your shelters? What are you gonna do about that? The hunters looked uneasily at the sky, flinching from the stroke of the drops. A wave of restlessness sat upon the boys, swaying and moving aimlessly. The flickering light became brighter, and the blows of the thunder were only just bearable. The little ones began to run about, screaming. Jack leapt onto the sand. Do our dance. Come on, dance. He ran stumbling through the thick sand to the open space of rock beyond the fire. Between the flashes of lightning, the air was dark and terrible. The boys followed him clamorously. Roger became the pig grunting and charging at Jack, who sidestepped. The hunters took their spears, the cook took spits, and the rest clubs of firewood. A circling movement developed and a chant, while Roger mimed the terror of the pig. The little ones ran and jumped on the outside of the circle. Piggy and Ralph, under the threat of the sky, found themselves eager to take a place in this demented but partly secure society. They were glad to touch the brown backs of the fence that hemmed in the terror and made it governable. Kill the beast! Cut his throat! Spill his blood! The movement became regular while the chant lost its first superficial excitement and began to beat like a steady pulse. Roger ceased to be a pig and became a hunter, so the center of the ring yawned emptily. Some of the little ones started a ring of their own, and the complimentary circles went round and round as though repetition would achieve safety of itself. There was the throb and the stamp of a single organism. The dark sky shattered by a blue-white scar. An instant later, the noise was on them like the blow of a giant whip. The chant rose a tone in agony. Kill the beast, cut his throat, spill his blood. Now, out of the terror rose another desire. Thick, urgent, blind. Kill the beast, cut his throat, spill his blood. Again, the blue-white scar jagged above them, and the sulfurous explosion beat down. The little ones screamed and blundered about, fleeing from the edge of the forest, and one of them broke the ring of biggins in his terror. Him! Him! The circle became a horseshoe. A thing was crawling out of the forest. It became darkly, uncertain, 
shrill scream that rose before the beast was like a pain. The beast stumbled into the horseshoe. Kill the beast, cut his throat, spill his blood. The white scar was constant, the noise unendurable. Simon was crying out something about a dead man on the hill. Kill the beast, cut his throat, spill his blood. The sticks fell, and the mouth of the news circle crunched and screamed. The beast was on its knees in the center, its arms folded over its face. It was crying out against the abominable noise, something about a body on the hill. The beast struggled forward, broke the ring, and fell over the steep edge of the rock to the sand by the water. At once the crowd surged after it, poured down the rock, leapt to the beast, screamed, struck, bit, tore. <coughs> there were no words, no movements, but the tearing of teeth and claws. And then the clouds opened, let down the rain like a waterfall. The water bounded from the mountaintop, tore leaves and branches from the trees, poured like a cold shower over the struggling heap on the sand. Presently the heap broke up. Figures staggered away. Only the beast lay still, a few yards from the sea. Even in the rain, we could see how small a beast it was. And already, its blood was staining the sand. And now a great wind blew the rain aside, cascading the water from the forest trees. On the mountain top, the parachute filled and moved. The figure slid, rose to its feet, spun and swayed down during a vastness of wet air, trod with ungainly feet the tops of the high trees. Falling, still falling, it sank toward the beach, and the boys rushed, screaming, into the darkness. The parachute took the figure forward, furrowing the lagoon, and bumped it over the reef and out to sea. I think that's a spot to stop. Man! Wow, Lord of the Flies, it's getting good. It's been good. It's getting better. We'll continue that tomorrow morning here on the show. All right, friends, thank you so much for popping by. We really appreciate you being here. Thank you so And by the way, hit the follow button. Join us on Locals for some behind-the-scene videos. <sighs> Don't deal with crazy people. I'll see you tomorrow. Snort. <laughs>